like I said, it's good to see things that are funny. You know why? Because it's good to laugh. It is good to release the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? It's our strength. And joy is a spiritual force that comes when we get born again. But too often what happens is there's things in this life that rob our joy. Anybody, can you think of some things that would be joy robbers? Don't look at the person next to you. But, you know, there are things that happen in life. What about, you know, again, don't look at your mate, but what if... You're made, you know, you, you come to a Sunday service, you come to a Sunday night service, and you're just full of the joy of the Lord, and your mate wakes up on Monday morning, and they're grumpy. I used to, I love something that John Osteen, Pastor John Osteen, Joel Osteen's dad, he's been in heaven for many years, but he used to always like to tease his wife when he'd preach, and he said, uh, one time someone asked him, now, Brother Osteen, do you ever wake up grumpy in the morning? And he said, no, I usually let her sleep. <laughs> so we're not talking about, you know, your mate been grumpy, but it could be your kids. How about a, a, you get to work and your boss is grumpy and there's strife at work. All of these things can be joy robbers, joy sappers. What about an evil report? From a doctor, that's never good news. Or maybe you've had more month than money. And that can steal your joy as well. But tonight, like I said, we're going to point out some things in the Word of God that will help us keep our joy level full. Anybody want to have your joy level full? It's not a good thing to run on empty. There's a really good scripture that we're going to use as a foundation, because tonight I'm going to be like your helper of joy, based on the Word of God. And this scripture is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but this phrase is what we're using as our title tonight, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith we stand. We all need Faith buddies, would you agree? We also need joy buddies. There are people that are just contagious with the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord on the inside of us, people want it. Don't you want to be around somebody that's happy? Don't you want to be around somebody that's full of joy? Nobody likes to be around somebody that's always sour and always sad and always down and always has something negative to say. No, we all should have this as our model. I'm going to be a helper of somebody's joy today. Jesus that is in me is the source of my joy, and I carry joy wherever I go. And you might step into a place or an atmosphere where the the atmosphere at work or something is kind of down and kind of oppressed, but you just walk in there with the attitude, I came in here to change the weather today. I came in here to change the atmosphere, because wherever I show up, Jesus shows up and Jesus is not sad, sorry and depressed. He's joy and I am filled 
with the joy of the Lord. You know, we're in a kingdom. The Bible tells us that we're not in the kingdom of darkness. We're not in the kingdom of the devil. We're in the kingdom of God. And there's some qualities, there's some characteristics about our kingdom. Over in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it tells us some of the characteristics of this kingdom. It says it right here. For the kingdom of God, it's not eating and drinking, but what is it? Say this with me. But it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit are characteristics of the kingdom of God that you and I belong in. Now, these are, there's many benefits of being in the kingdom of God, and they only belong to those that are born again. How many of you are born again? Then that means you're in the kingdom. That's the only way that you can get in this kingdom. You don't buy your way in. You don't earn your way in. You get into this wonderful kingdom of God by confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. And there's many benefits in this kingdom. We're going to look at a few of them tonight. But to enjoy them, we have to express that joy. To have that joy released in our life is what we're supposed to do. And there's many ways of being, uh, there's many ways of joy being released that are found in the Word of God. I'll just uh, mention a few of them. Tonight we're going to center in on the verbal ones. We don't have time to cover all of them. But there's many listed in the Word of God. Joy can be released by running. Maybe you've gotten so happy in the Lord that you had to get up and run around your living room and dancing. You know, the Bible says that David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Sometimes he that's on the inside of us gets so big and we get so full of the goodness of God and so excited and so blessed, it gets in our feet. So we have to run. We have to dance. Sometimes you've got to leap. There's even in the Bible, it talks about spinning for joy. Now, if you are a beginner of this, everybody can do this. One definition of joy, one way that joy is released is simply by brightening up. Brightening up. How do you think you brighten up? Smile. Smile a while. Give your face a rest. Raise your hands to the one you love the best. Amen. Smiling is a good way just to release joy. It does, you know what smiling is? It's a natural facelift. Y'all try it. Let's all do it. You know, you use those muscles and everything that might be wanting to go down all of a sudden goes up. It's a good thing. Smile a lot, not just a while. But like I said, tonight we're going to expound on some verbal expressions of releasing joy. You can study all those other ones out at a later time. And we just read in Romans 14:17 and the part I want to look at right now is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the number one thing that we want to talk about tonight, the first one it's not in any particular order, is that we stay full of joy when we stay full of the Holy Spirit. If you're here tonight, 
You've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You've never spoken in other tongues. You can, you can do so tonight. So getting filled with the Spirit, staying filled with the Holy Spirit, well, it affects your joy level. In Acts chapter 13, verse 52, just a real short passage of Scripture, but it says the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. It's connected. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are going to be filled with joy. Have you ever noticed you can't get a sad Holy Ghost? I've never seen anybody get filled with the Holy Spirit and say, Oh, I feel so terrible. I'm so sad. I feel so down. No. Anytime anybody gets filled with the Holy Spirit, something happens on the inside. And it's called joy. Being filled with the Holy Spirit will cause us to also be filled with joy. This is confirmed again over in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. That whole chapter is really good, but we're just going to look at a couple of of verses. Verse 18 out of the Amplified says this, And do not get drunk with wine. We could stop and meddle right there, but we'll just keep on reading. (laughs) Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Now, the book of Ephesians was written to the church at Ephesus. This is the same group of people, the same group of believers that in Acts chapter 19 were filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many years later this was, but it was not that long uh, after Acts chapter 19, that this letter was written to the church of Ephesus. They'd been filled. They'd been, they had spoken in other tongues. They'd had that wonderful outpouring experience. But now the apostle Paul is instructing them, hey, it's great that you got filled. But he goes on and he says, basically, once is not enough. Let's look down at verse 19. Speak one, speak out to one another. Oh, actually, let's look, go back at verse 18. Because he said, but ever be filled. Ever be filled denotes a continuous in filling. Be being filled means we have to do this on a regular basis. And it's interesting that he compared being filled with the Spirit to somebody drinking wine and getting drunk. Now, I have never been drunk. I mean, I know some of you are like, yeah, right. I have never been drunk in the natural. And I'm sure there are people in here that have. And if I wanted an expert's opinion, I could get it in here tonight, I'm sure. But I won't embarrass anyone. But I do know this. That if a drunk wants to stay drunk, what do they have to do? They have to keep drinking. If they quit drinking, they're not going to be drunk anymore. And he's saying if you can't quit drinking in of the Spirit, you're not going to be filled anymore. 
Things happen in life, situations, people, all sorts of things come that cause us to leak. And so if we want to remain filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit, we have to be being filled continuously. Can I get a witness? Is that right? It's not a chore to do this. It's a joy to drink in of the Spirit. Then he gives us drinking lessons in verse 19. Drinking lessons. How do you do that? How do you stay filled? How do you be being filled? Right here's a clue. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with your voice and instruments, making melody in your heart to the Lord. How do we stay filled? We speak. We speak the Word of God. We sing songs of the Spirit. We sing songs that are uplifting, that magnify Him. Songs like we sang tonight, songs that we know. We Also, we should be singing right out of our heart to Him, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we talked about, number one, how do we keep that joy stirred up? Stay filled with the Spirit. Number two, we sing. Sing unto the Lord. What kind of songs? We don't sing the blues. We don't sing country songs about my truck broke down, my dog died, and my wife ran away. That's not going to stir up the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. Music is a powerful tool. I think we've all discovered that. Music can set the atmosphere. It can cause people to get more depressed. I hear in some bars they sing such sad songs, people are crying in their beer. Music can make you act like a fool. There are certain tunes that if we were to play them from when you were a teenager, your foot would start tapping and some of you would jump up and do the funky chicken. Music... It's powerful. Singing is powerful. Music can lift a person's spirit. It can brighten the atmosphere. Even the world, even though they got sad, sorry songs, there's a lot of happy songs out there. How much more should we as believers tap into the power and the, the hombre sata, the power that there is in worshiping Him, in singing songs unto the Lord, songs making melody in our heart to the Lord. What does that do? That stirs up the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. I know sometimes if I've gotten a bad report or something not, not going right that particular day, you know what really helps me? Just to get in the presence of God and just start singing. Everybody has favorite songs they like to listen to or the type of music that really ministers to their spirit. Many times out of my mouth, I just start singing old hymns because they energize me. They cause that joy to well up on the inside. 
inside of me. Music is powerful. It's a wonderful tool that God has given us. Over in Isaiah chapter 51, verse 11, listen to this. So the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion. Doing what? With what? With singing. And when they come with singing, what's going to be in manifestation? With everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Singing causes sorrow to flee away. Hallelujah. When we sing uplifting spiritual songs, we obtain joy and gladness. Anybody use some of that? Joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Then lift your voice and sing unto Him. The Bible talks about over in the book of James, James chapter 5. You don't have to put it up there. I believe it's verse 13 or so. It says that if any is afflicted, anyone sick or afflicted, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to pray. And it also says if anyone is merry, what is he supposed to do? Sing. All of us are supposed to sing. Now, granted, we are not all supposed to record or lead worship. But we're all supposed to sing. And even if you don't think that your voice sounds good, you've got scriptures all throughout Psalms. It talks about make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It might sound like a noise to somebody that hears you, but when it's coming from your heart, it reaches the ears of our Father, and He's like, oh, listen to that. Isn't that beautiful? They're worshiping me. Hallelujah! Sing, sing, sing unto the Lord. Let that joy be released. Then another way that helps that joy stirred is up on the inside of us. I, like I said, these are going to be verbal ones. Is laughter. Laughter. Joy has a voice. And laughter is the voice of of joy who's the source of our joy Jesus Jesus is the source of our joy do you reckon we ought to act like Jesus aren't we supposed to be disciples of him follow him do what he does live like he lived Well, this is an important thing that we need to see about Jesus. It's found over in Psalms chapter 2, verse 4, and in the Amplified. It says this, He who sits in the heavens does what? Who is that that sits in the heavens? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord has them in derision and in supreme content. He mocks them. This is a model of how we are supposed to respond. The devil is full of lies. He tries to lie to Jesus. He tries to stir up junk on the earth, and then say to the Lord, look what I'm doing down here. I called this over here. I called that 
over there. And what is Jesus' response when all that's happening? What's he do? He sits in the heavens and he laughs. And then it goes on. He releases his authority because it says he has them in derision, in supreme contempt. He mocks them. What does that mean? He's sitting there going, ha, 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 devil. You think you win. You think you're going to cause trouble here. You think you're going to stir this up. But ha, 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 I have already defeated you. I whipped you once in the grave, in death, hell, in the grave. And I'm holding you in supreme contempt. I'm mocking you. You are defeated. You are going to spend eternity in a fiery pit. He laughs at him. That's our model. That's how we're supposed to act when he comes at us with all sorts of attacks. Is that what we want to do when attacks show up? Is that what our flesh feels like doing when things happen we don't understand? Absolutely not. But the Bible is very clear. In James chapter 1, verse 2, let's look at that in the Amplified. This tells us exactly what we're supposed to do when these attacks come. Who are we going to act like? We're going to act like Jesus. We're going to laugh at the devil. This verse says, consider it holy joyful. That must be a misprint. I think that when things happen in our life, we're supposed to cry. We're supposed to whine. We're supposed to complain. We're supposed to say, why, God, why is this happening? That's what we feel like doing. But he said this. This is the Bible. Consider it holy, joyful, my brethren, See, this is written to us. Are you a brethren? You're either a brethren or a sistren. You're a brother or a sister. Consider it holy, joyful, my brethren. When you are enveloped and encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, this lets us know you can be doing everything right. You can be acting on the Word of God, believing God, walking in faith, and all of a sudden you fall into a test. It has hit you out of nowhere. You didn't do anything to open the door or anything. Folks, we have an enemy. That's what he does. But when those attacks come, we're not supposed to start questioning God and wondering why it's going on. What are we supposed to do? Count it hopefully joyful. One translation, the King James says, count it all joy. Another translation says, count it exceedingly joyful. One translation says, count it maximum joy. Maximum joy. Have you ever considered rating your tests and trials? The bigger they are, the more you need to rejoice. You can rate them when they show up. You can have a joy scale. It goes from 1 to 10. Something shows up, the kids are not acting real good, and you're like, okay, this is a 3. I better ha, 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 a 3 thing. And then it just things might keep mounting up. You might get a bad report from the doctor. Oh, 
This is a sixth joy. I better really rejoice now. Maximum joy. And then maybe your mate is just acting ugly and you're tempted to retaliate and say some things. But instead of doing that, you go, okay, this calls for maximum joy. This is a ten joy. I'm not going to say what my flesh wants to say. Instead, I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going to be hopefully joyful in this. Ha, 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 Woo! Count it all joy. Laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Joy is released through laughter. Joy has a voice, and that voice is laughter. Let me show you one more scripture about this before we go to our next point. Job 5.22. Does anybody know what that says? You shall laugh at destruction and at famine, and you shall not be afraid of the beast of the earth. That's acting like Jesus. I think maybe we should practice. Ha, ha, ha. You know, some of you looking at me like, I don't feel like laughing. I didn't ask you if you felt like laughing. You know, our spiritual father, Kenneth E. Hagan, I love this. It so helped me. Years ago, I heard him say this. Is it every day that you feel like praying in tongues? Those of you that are filled with the Holy Spirit, Is it every day that you get up out of bed and you're like, Woo, the Holy Ghost is just all over me. Woo, no. But if you know what's good for you, spiritually, we stir ourselves up. Praying in the Spirit. Stirring yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Spirit. He said, you got to pray in tongues by faith. Most of the time. And if you can pray in tongues by faith, you can release laughter by faith. Laughter is a spiritual force. So let's just do it by faith. Ha, ha, Think about some of those things that you're facing, and they might require a maximum joy. Ha 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 ha
哈哈哈哈哈 I'm telling you, it works. This is a spiritual principle. You do everything in the realm of the spirit by faith. Do it by faith, and when you do it by faith, pretty soon you're going to hit a gusher. Hallelujah! I can't tell you the times that I've laughed by faith, and then all of a sudden, whoo! It started coming out of my spirit with a mighty force. We were just down there at Winter Bible, and one night,、uh, Lynette Hagen, it was we were having a refreshing service. And I'm standing there minding my own business, worshiping God, and all of a sudden I feel this hand pull me and say, "We need to rejoice!" Pulled me out in the aisle, went up to the front, and you know I'm not a dancer in the natural. I have zero rhythm, and I'm sure it didn't look pretty. But we, <laughs> but the longer we did it. And our circle kept getting bigger. It was like we were playing Ring Around the Rosie or something. But the longer we danced, the more it got in my feet. And after a while, I don't know how long we danced, but I wasn't tired. I didn't care. I was refreshed. Hallelujah! Start out by faith, releasing joy. Stay with it till you hit that realm of the spirit. Something happens. Something moves, something changes, something's released. Hallelujah! Now let's talk for the remainder of our time about the fourth way tonight that we're emphasizing on helping our joy to be released. Anybody sense your joy welling up? Hallelujah! This one is shouting, shouting. Hallelujah! You can leave now if you'd like, Pastor. I heard that. He said he's going to get his earplug. <laughs> Psalms chapter five, verse eleven. Like this, scriptural. But let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing. We've covered that. But this adds something else to it. Let them ever sing and do what? Shout for joy, because you make a covering over them and you defend them. Let all those who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. I love this scripture. Let me ask you a question: Have you taken refuge in Him? Have you put your trust in Him? Are you convinced that His word is true? Then what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to rejoice. We're supposed to sing. We're supposed to shout. When should we shout? Once in a while? No. This says, "Let him ever sing. Let him ever shout." Hallelujah. Why? Because God is defending us. Woo! That's an awesome promise. He's covering us. He is my defense. Hallelujah! The Bible says in Isaiah 54, no weapon 
formed against you shall prosper. Why is that? He's covering you. Don't you like how it said that? He is. How did it say it again? I got, oh, I like it so much. He is covering us. He's defending us. When the attacks of the devil come, when the lies of the enemy come, when people speak evil of you, you can just say, you can rejoice. You can sing. You can shout. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got a covering over me. He's covering me. He's defending me. I have the best attorney ever. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's never lost a case. Hallelujah. There's no defense like him. Then it says, I should be rejoicing and I should be in high spirits. Why? We're going to act like the Bible is true. When the enemy throws his best shot and you lift up your hands, you lift up your voice, not in a shout of, Oh, God, what am I going to do? But in a shout of, Oh, God, I know exactly what to do because you're my defense. You're covering me. Lord, I, I will separate this stuff that's going on down here. I might not have the answer in the natural, but you do. You're my defense. You're my wisdom. You're my refuge. You, I trust in you. I will lift my voice and I will sing praises unto you. I will ever shout for joy. Why can we count it all joy? How come we can shout for joy? Because we know exactly how it's going to turn out. He always causes us to triumph. We are more than conquerors through Him that left us. That's why we can shout when the wall is still up. Victory belongs to those who trust in the Lord. And we're supposed to act like who we are. Winners, more than conquerors, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, highly favored of the Lord, glory to God, blessed, prosperous, healed, redeemed. That's who we are. That's how we act. That's why we rejoice because we know how it's going to turn out. I like something that T.D. Jake said. I'm sure you've heard of him. He said, if we don't rejoice, the devil will think he's winning. And he is not winning. So go ahead and do your best rejoicing when you're in the biggest battle. Maximum joy. Glory to God. Act like the word is true. Joy needs to be released. By shouting. Joy has a voice, like we've already been saying. Psalms 47, verse 1 in the Amplified. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. That's another way you can release joy. Shout to God. I really like how this says this. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. There's all sorts of cries out there. There's all sorts of voices. We can use our voice 
in agony. We can lift our voice up in despair. But he says we're supposed to lift our voice up with a shout of triumph. A shout of victory. Then how else should we be shouting unto God? Psalms 95 verse 1. Giving you a good dose in the word tonight. Oh, come. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout how? Joyfully. We saw we're supposed to shout with the voice of triumph. We're supposed to shout joyfully. Not sorrowfully, but joyfully. Hallelujah. Why? He's a rock. He's the joy of our salvation. Hallelujah. We have no reason to be singing sad songs. No cause to have a shout of grief, crying of sorrow. We have a joyful shout. Can you think of some reasons why we have a joyful shout? He is our victor. He is our breakthrough. He is our defender. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our way maker when it seems like there's no way. He is our everything. He is our restorer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, we bless you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We shout unto you with the voice of triumph. We shout unto you with the voice of joy. There is a sound in the realm of the Spirit. There is a sound. I hear a sound. Oh, hallelujah. It's a mighty moving force. It's a sound in the realm of the Spirit. It's a sound of the redeemed. Glory be to God. <laughs> Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> there is a sound. There is a tone in the realm of the Spirit that causes walls to come down. What did they do when they were faced with the walls of Jericho? They marched around there once, every, once a day for six days. But on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. They were told to be quiet until that seventh time. And the trumpet sounded. And when they heard the trumpet sounded, what were they supposed to do? Shout! Shout! Unto God with what? The voice of triumph. Shout unto God because He has given you the city. It wasn't a shout of fear. It was a shout of faith because they were told before they ever began marching around that city, they were told God's given you this city. You do what he told you to do. And when the trumpet sounded and he said, now's the time, Joshua said, everybody shout. Can you imagine the sound that was released into the atmosphere? Sound waves just in and of themselves are a powerful thing. Let me just share this with you real quick. And then we're going to do some shouting in here. Sound waves. Sound is a pressure of waves against the atmosphere. 
Sound travels through all forms of matter. Travels through the air, travels through liquid, travels through water, travels through hard surfaces, even like iron, steel, and wood. I recently learned this. Sound speed up, speeds up the harder the surface or object that it has to travel to. Woo! Hallelujah! So you might think, well, this wall that I'm facing, it's so big. It's so strong. I submit to you, it cannot stand when you release the shout. The shout of victory. The shout of triumph. Hallelujah! It will fall a wall. Hallelujah! Even medical science, there's ultrasound Violet waves that they can even use to blast kidney stones. You got some stones, you got some obstacles in your way. One of the ways that they're going to be released is when you shout unto them with the voice of triumph. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.